Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Everybody. Welcome to episode number 57 of our podcast. I'm Bill Left. That's Wendy Snyder. Enjoy yourself. That's why we're doing it. Hello, Wendy. Hello, Bill. I'm confused about something. Um, I know you were the campaign manager for the Kanye West presidential bid. Now, is, Correct. is he back? Because if he's yes. back, okay, because I'd like to get pregnant so I can get a million dollars. Oh, yeah, that's one of the uh, policies we're working on. Uh, It was Conway's. I'm going to be honest. Kanye came up with the idea, but we all love it. And that's the have a baby, get a check for a million dollars idea. You're you're for it? Yeah, I'm a little old, but I will. um, I will. Does it count if if I get a surrogate? (laughs) No, You, you will get the million and the surrogate will also get a million. What about Jim? So you have to split it three ways then? Uh, Jimmy will get a million, and I just got off the phone with Andrew Yang, who said, <laughs> give people $1,000. No, that's the Andrew Yang way. The Kanye way is everyone gets a million dollars. And just for mentioning it, Wendy, I'm going to give you another, another million. <laughs> what is going on with this world? All right, in all seriousness, I didn't hear his entire speech, because it's like an hour. Yeah, I didn't I only either. heard the, what, they, what they call the highlights, but... I got to look that word up because I don't know if it means what I think it means. I really do fear for him after that speech. Don't you a little bit? Yeah. And his first child uh, someday will hear this on YouTube and, you know, hear him say abortion shouldn't be here because, you know, I didn't want our first child. And Kim did. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. That whole speech had danger written all over it. Uh, Start to finish. Um, but I, re- you know, in the past, we've heard about Kanye that he's on several forms of, of medication and that he goes through periods where he doesn't want to take that medication. And my guess is the day he made the speech just the other day is the day that he skipped out on the medication because he, he was bouncing all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I feel sorry for him. Um, I do. You know, the, the weirdest thing is, is as soon as I start to feel sorry for him. He's 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 bad mouthing Harriet Tubman, which is unexpected. Who doesn't? <laughs> Very seldom have I gotten up and said, you know what the problem with this world is? It's the way that Harriet Tubman treated slaves. That's what the problem is right now. It's the way Harriet Tubman was with that Underground Railroad. Um, so I guess, again, that's a byproduct of skipping out on meds, but it really was a very painful, hard thing to listen to and to watch. And he got so emotional. He was crying a bunch of times. He was just making weird claims. I don't know what to make of that. My, one of my daughters said, this is the kind of thing that happens right before your wife or husband breaks up with you. She goes, I really expect there to be a statement saying, 
we've done all we can with Kanye. It's time to move on. I fear for my children. And I kind of agree with that. I don't think Kim is going to let go of him because the you don't t- think so. The two of them together. I mean, I know she's pretty popular. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, very popular. But it also helps to have him involved with it too. But if you were married with him, let's say you, I wouldn't to have him. been. I wouldn't be. I, that's not even an option. <laughs> but go ahead. All right. In this in this fake scenario where you you and Kanye West have been married. I'm just I'm just thinking about where you guys would live. You'd probably still live in the same house, right? You and Kanye. <laughs> yes, it's a nice house. All right, so <laughs> so he says, uh, "Hey, I'll take care of the kids today. You go do whatever you want to do. I'll watch the kids." You wouldn't feel good with that, would you? Would there be a nanny around as well? No, no, no. I wouldn't feel good. No, no. And there was a story about how the gap, shares of the gap went down 6% yesterday. And I can't understand if they did. Because, all right, so he's connected to the gap because he's got a clothing line that's featured at the gap. But gap uh, stock went down 6% yesterday. And I can't tell if it's because he made that speech and people are a little nervous about him right now. Or if it's because he's threatened to leave the Gap. Do you know the answer to that? Because no. I, I can't figure it out. I didn't even know his clothesline was sold at the Gap. Because to me, I would expect it to be sold at like Barney's or, you know, somewhere higher end. I think he's got. I think he's one of those designers that does different levels of design. And I always question anytime a celebrity is involved in a perfume or a clothing line, how much involvement they really have. I always, I, I always get the feeling that real designers, or if it's a perfume line, actual chemists are the ones who devise the product, and they just say, yeah, I like this one, go with this one. That's that's probably the extent of it, don't you think? Yeah, I, I like to think they have, you know, like with perfume, at least they give it a sniff. Right. Like, oh, right. yeah, that smells like me. Or, right. oh, that smells very pungent, I, you have to fix it. I'm I'm hoping, uh, this according to Fox Business, Bill, Kanye West threatens to break with Adidas and Gap if he is not named to their boards. Yeah. Oh, poor Kanye. He's losing it. Uh, Wendy, can you excuse me for a second? Because right now I'm enjoying a bowl of Wolf Blitzer cream of mushroom soup, and it's so delicious. (laughs) Have you tried it? (laughs) It is so, it's so delicious is all I can say. And I know he designed it. I'm positive Wolf Blitzer's. Uh, he wouldn't put his name on anybody else's soup. I know that for a fact. Um, oh my god! So yeah, I, I can't speak for you, but for me, I stand somewhere between feeling sorry for Kanye West and being very afraid. You know, yeah, that whole rocket ship ride of a speech. You know, I'm just holding onto my chair, going, "Where's he going?" And if this truly is a way of saying, "I want to be the president." Can you imagine having a president just saying crazy things all the time? I could never imagine something like that. <laughs> of course not. Good golly. Of course not. But did, if, the, if the purpose of his speech, if Kanye West's speech the other night was to let America know that he wants to be the next president of the United States, did that sway one person in that direction? I don't think so. No, I, I don't. Well, he's not going to hit the deadline either isn't it like tomorrow or something the deadline for uh petitions in certain state in south carolina i think is tomorrow right i think so he he had enough for one state 
but I'm almost positive this election is going to have all 50 states' involvement. So to just be on the ballot in one or two or three, probably not going to be enough. Can I bring up another presidential thing? Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think Donald Trump was going to win last election. I really didn't. Many people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, everyone in all the news networks, they're saying, you know, they're afraid. Nancy Pelosi is saying, you know, um, what's going to happen if Donald Trump loses? He won't leave the White He will leave the White House. You have to. You can't just like go, no, I'm not leaving. Can you? Well, I think you're you're bringing this up because of the question the other day where they asked him if he would accept the results. And he said he'd have to wait and see. You, do, you, you can, saw that, right? Yeah. I mean, you can, although everything I say you can't do, he does. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is he going to hold the White House hostage? Um, that's been, oh, go ahead. No, is he going to hold himself up in there? Well, that's been a point of contention for a while. And I, I have to say, I know you're not a fan of Bill Mars. He was the first one that I heard bring it up, which is to say, you know, and, and this was, this was pre-coronavirus. This was just before the virus hit. He said that he envisions a scenario where that's how it plays out, where he just says, you know, you guys had this election, but I don't stand by it um, and I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, that was talked about months ago and everybody kind of said, you know, you, I think you're jumping to conclusions. Let's see. But now when you say stuff like, "Do you will you accept the results? And he says, I'm going to have to wait and see, while at the same time saying, if we have mail-in ballots, that that will make it very easy for the Democrats to cheat and 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 fake ballots, and and it's cause for concern. It really is. It's weird. I got my mail-in ballot, and it was all printed in Russian. I don't really understand <laughs> how to even do anything. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It was on. printed in Russian. Yes. Really? Are you sure? That doesn't seem right. Maybe it I don't wasn't know how Russian. Get away with that. Um. You know, uh, many times on the show, you and I will take uh, a couple of minutes to pay tribute to an actor or an actress or somebody from the world of music uh, who has passed away. Um, I don't know if you were anywhere near as affected by uh, John Lewis's death as I was. And we, we knew it was coming. He was in his 80s. Yes. And he had cancer. But it, it doesn't make it any easier. This this guy, in my opinion, is the absolute definition of a hero. You know, you always hear that phrase. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you got back up. He literally, and I'm using that word correctly, he literally got knocked down a lot and he literally got back up every time. And what what an amazing man, what an amazing life John Lewis led. The epitome of a great human being. No question. No question about it. Um, there's a story that if if you were watching any of the obituary tributes to John Lewis the last couple of days, he died on Friday, I believe, right? Um, you probably saw this story, and it's a story I had heard before, but it makes my eyes water every single time I hear the story. Uh, apparently, many, many years ago, over 50 years ago, uh, one of the times that John Lewis was beaten, he was beaten by a man named Elwin Wilson, who was a member of the KKK. Uh, in this particular instance, it was at a bus station in South Carolina, and uh, Elwin Wilson beat him up very, very badly. And then a couple of years ago, Elwin Wilson came down to see John Lewis. He brought his son with him. He was an older man at the time, of course, because nearly 50 years had passed. 
And uh, they talked about that day and he apologized for beating him up. He said, you know, he, he was a young guy that just didn't really understand what was what at the time. And he begged for the forgiveness of John Lewis. And it would have been very easy to look at a man who had done something so hateful and say, no, I don't forgive you. And he did the exact opposite. He forgave him and they hugged each other. And it, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing on both sides. It's amazing that a human being can realize at some point in their life that the version of them that existed at that point w- was an ugly, horrible version. And to say, I need forgiveness. I, I, I can't let that moment go. And it's just as amazing for a man to look somebody in the eye who beat him up just for the color of his skin and say, yes, I forgive you. And on both sides, they meant it. They were, it wasn't a photo op. Right. Those guys both meant it. If that doesn't teach us something, I don't know what will. Um, you need to forgive. You need to have a conversation. And we are all the same. We really are. Boy, it, you know, that's how it should be. That's, that's just flat-out logical thinking. When, when, you, when you dissect every word you just said, that's logical thinking. And, you know, we're at such a low moment right now, and it's so hard on a daily basis to watch all these things take place. But then you think about this particular instance of of a former KKK guy and, and, and an activist that was beaten because he was black, and that's it. And you say, those guys found some peaceful accord. Why can't we all? I don't know the answer to that question. But we- it's so it's it's so, you know, you know. It seems like we keep moving ahead and then it's that old adage of one step forward, two, three steps back. That's That seems like what's going on constantly right now. I just, I don't know. Part of me, Bill, says this will never get better. The relationship between um, different parties and different views. But then I feel like everybody's under pressure with this coronavirus this and yeah. and you know the, the economy that is going to hell in a handbasket so yeah. we all have our problems we all have our rage we i was thinking about this yesterday we've been locked down since what like march 17th or 19th somewhere in there May, yeah june july so 4 months of this yeah and i'm kind of surprised as a family we've only gotten into one huge fight only one (laughs) that's honestly good it is pretty good because like no it's so weird you have people who still go out and about their business um none of my family members do we're pretty much on lockdown still we go out when we have to um i have not been to a restaurant yet or a bar Mm mm-hmm I I did go to Wisconsin for one day, um, but we outnumbered uh, our friend Joe. It was four four of us to one of him, so we thought we mm-hmm. could overtake him with any germs that we might have. And it's is just that, wait, is that how germs work? Yeah, that's as new to me. It is. Oh, all right. I think so. And you know, so germs do the quick math, and they go, "There's only one of me, but there's four of them. I'm going to lay low." I think that is how it works. And I have a question for you because. It's an interesting thing that everyone's going through right now. It's like if you – I have gone to a couple of friends' houses where we are – the lawn chairs are set up six feet apart. And if mm-hmm. we're closer than that, we have a mask on. Mm-hmm. I've done, but I've only done that twice. And isn't it weird how when you know someone personally, 
you don't think you're going to get coronavirus from them. Yeah, I'm I'm confused by that, yep. but I understand that that's how pretty much most people are treating it right now. It's like I know that guy, he lives a pretty clean life, showers every once in a while. <laughs> so, there's no way the coronavirus would would be a part of that guy. You know, there's a lot of that. Yeah, but it's not cooties. So, we shouldn't be treating it like, oh, if I run into a stranger, I don't know them, they're going to give me coronavirus. They have cooties. But if I go to my neighbor's house, there's no way. It's just a weird little thing we are figuring out right now. Well, I always, like, I don't say this out loud to a lot of people, but I'll say it out loud to you. I was looking at it as almost a parallel to sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> yes. Where you say, I've known that guy or that girl for a long time. They don't sleep around much. Every once in a while, a one-night stand. Or, you know, so so there's like some weird parallel, you know. But I noticed like in the early days of this, not only would we not allow anybody in our house other than the four of us who live here, but we wouldn't allow them. Like we've done a bunch of, uh, you know, our friends come over for a backyard visit at night and they stay on one side of either the table or we'll, we'll throw out an extra table. Like we've got a regular patio table, but then there's a, an auxiliary table, like a folding table, and we'll take that and let them sit. So we're orchestrating all that so carefully, but... I do notice the restrictions, even in our own house, becoming more and more lax. Like we've got a downstairs bathroom that we never use. So now guests are allowed, if they need to use it, to go inside to use that downstairs bathroom. But we don't know if, you know, if the particles remain airborne for any length of time, then who are we helping by doing that? Ah, it's so confusing. Yeah, um, we can talk about this a little bit tomorrow. We're going to be uh, talking to clinical psychologist, author, and friend of the show, John Duffy. And there's been a lot of back and forth about kids going back to school. And quite honestly, things are changing every day. Yeah, I know. And I know. Michael's supposed to go to UIC, and it's, it's pretty weird what's going on in this house. Jim does not want him to go live in a dorm. It's like, you right. know, you do what you want, but uh, if I could make a demand, that would be it. He goes, I know I can't, but that's my my view. Yeah, My view was kind of like, you know what, maybe you should try it, and if things get worse or you don't feel comfortable, you can come home, you can get a partial refund. But it's just so up in the air, and with now uh, us backsliding, at least in Chicago where bars and restaurants are going to be closed again – I just am feeling, you know what, let's call the whole thing off. Yeah, I know. So Michael was saying, you know, if I'm in this dorm suite with people, uh, I may not leave my room. And I said, but, you know, you will have other people. He goes, but I don't know them. And that's when the whole, if you don't know them, they could give you COVID. But if you know them, you're fine. So we'll talk about that um, with John Duffy tomorrow about what to do with schools. A lot of people, I put something up on my Facebook page, and it's it's kind of amazing, you know, go, stay home, go. It's so, we right. are so completely mixed on this. I don't even know if schools are going to have any in-person stuff because it's changing every day. Yeah, Um I don't know that any plans are in concrete. I got to think that they're, you know, just looking at uh, data and, and making decisions, like you said, on a daily basis. Um, I would imagine school counselors, not just not not so much the ones that are telling you, you know, what career path you need to be in, but just, you know, the counselors that help you through any hard times. 
I have to think they'll be working 24 hour days, you know, for a while. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, I really feel for families, like I was telling Jim last night, when we both were working full time, which was a long time ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the kids were little, at some point, parents need their kids to get out of the house so they can go to work. But then it's like, do you risk your kid's life letting them go back to school? I did read something yesterday that the age group of people who transmit the virus most frequently are ages 10 through 19. Yes. Yeah. And if you look around your town, I, I know it's going on in our town. The ages 10 through 19 are the ones hanging out in big mobs and not wearing masks. Well, our beaches here in Evanston are open. They are? And, uh, they are. And uh, I have not been, but friends of mine have been. And they say it's, it's wall-to-wall people. And what's dangerous is uh, with Chicago beaches closed, a lot of people have just decided, you know, buy a day pass and go use the Evanston beaches. So uh, one of my friends said he, he wasn't at the beach, but his kids went one day and they said there were just people completely surrounding them. They were... You know, the people everywhere. So even though you're trying to keep a distance, you can't. It's just too many people. And you know what? I, I Again, listen, I have just written 2020 off. I really have. I, I have no desires to do anything. We belong to a beach club that I haven't even called yet to see if they're open because I'm probably not going to go. But isn't this like the best summer for swimming we've ever had <laughs> Uh, it should be. Yeah. I mean, weather wise. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, you know, last year was kind of rainy. We didn't get to our beach club very much. I mean, this summer, this weather, like 88 to 96, like for a month. When does that ever happen? Sure. Right. Well, who's testing us, Bill? Who is holding (laughs) the puppet strings? Who is just looking at us? What is happening? It does seem like everything that could possibly happen is happening in a very short span of time. You know, I'm I, I every morning I wake up and I check to see if prehistoric monsters have reimagined <laughs> somehow and they're just here. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, can I just quickly say one more thing about John Lewis before I forget? Yes, because it's the, it's one of the reasons I brought it up. Uh, the bridge that John Lewis crossed many years ago in Selma is named the Edmund Pettus Bridge. And for people who don't know this, because I'll I'll be honest, I only knew a little bit about this until I did some research. Uh, The man it's named for, Edmund Pettus, was a a Confederate officer, you know, in the Civil War. He was a politician for a number of years. He was in the Senate uh, representing uh, the area. And uh, he was a Klansman, very, what they say it was an active Klansman. And I'm not sure what the difference is between just being a KKK member and an active Klansman, but he was that, um, that bridge is still named the Edmund Pettus bridge. There's been a petition to change the name to the John Lewis bridge. I don't know how in the world you could not sign that petition or agree that that's, the least we can do to honor a man who whose whose life was devoted to equality, uh, take the name of a KKK active Klansman off the bridge and put the name of a man who wanted equality on the bridge. That just seems like the easiest thing in the world to me. And yet it's taken some time and a lot of people debating back and forth whether or not they should do that. What is the debate? I just don't I understand things. 
Well, it's the debate is what you hear in almost all these cases, which is that's the name we decided. And, you know, we, we don't want to change history. But I got to be honest, you do want to change history. It's really better to change. This is a history that needs to be changed. I, it existed. It took place and it should be in history books. But to, to honor somebody with a bridge or a statue, uh, a person like this is it's 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 horrible. You know, that should be a no brainer. It should be. He was I'm not really. It is, but it should be. He was such a great man, and so many wonderful tributes. I, eighty years old. Honestly, Bill, that's not old enough. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. But boy, he he got a lot into his life, and I was thinking, it's sad that he's going out on this note. You know that for fighting and fighting and fighting for equality for so many years. For nearly his entire life, it's sad to go out seeing the world in this shape right now. Yeah. You know, you almost wish he could have hung on. And if there are brighter skies ahead, that he could have seen those brighter skies because this is not the time to go out, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, now, I also wanted to bring this up. <laughs> Are, are you following the controversy of Trader Joe's right now? It's so weird. That's what's open on my screen right now. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this, Bill. I'm I'm kind of in the middle, too, although the more I read about it, the more I'm being swayed that they should change some names. If you're not aware of it, at Trader Joe's, the grocery store chain, they're doing what I think they believe is kind of a cute – not really dig on themselves, but almost a self-parody by which even though most of the products, when you shop at Trader Joe's, if you're getting the homegrown brand, it says Trader Joe's on it. But if you're going with any of their Mexican food products, it says Trader Jose's instead of Trader Joe's. If you're getting any of their Chinese food, that's their homegrown brand. It doesn't say Trader Joe's. It says Trader Ming's. So whatever the brand is, if it's one of their more ethnic-based foods, They've altered their name to a name that is conducive to that food. Italians, Trader Giotto's. I mean, that's the name of Joe in Italian, in right. Spanish. Right. Um, Trader Joe-san is on some items. Um, I, they're, to me, just showing that I never took it as a bad thing. I thought they were like including all different cultures and recipes. That's how I took it to mean. I, I think that's what they're intending. And they're also, I think, poking fun at themselves by saying Joe is like the quintessential American name. So when we go a little deeper, we're going to name the food after whatever the region is. I, I think it's, I think it's well-intentioned, you know? I do too, <laughs> but I, I never thought about it before. Um, In you that way, you told me many times that Trader Shlomo's matzo ball soup <laughs> is your favorite of all matzo ball soups. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope that that's not in any danger. Uh, I, I'm I am torn like yourself because I really don't think there's any ounce of maliciousness in this. I I think what they're doing is taking a dig on themselves, going it can't all be Trader Joe's. Look, it's 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 real Chinese food, it's real Mexican food, it's real Italian food. But look, it still has our name, kinda. I think they're just trying to be adorable with it. Yeah. But it's 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 obviously upsetting some people. 
So they're going to probably, given uh, last I saw, they're going to definitely make the change, I thought. Right. So by doing this, does, does that mean all those foods will still exist? They will just say Trader Joe's on them instead of Trader Giotto's yes. or Trader Ming's? Yes. All right. So they won't cancel any of the food lines. Um, boy, I, th- this is a tough one because, I mean, there's no logo on there. Um, that has a stereotypical Italian or Mexican or Japanese person. It's just, it's, it's in name only. Yeah, this is a tough one. I know because that's what Jose and Joe are the same name in different areas. Same with Giotto. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a slam. And I thought it was like an inclusive thing. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. And then the seventeen-year-old yeah. kid is the one who started this petition um, that uh, caused them to. Here's what's going on: they will eliminate product labels that use ethnic-sounding names. It was intended to be lighthearted, so they are going Boy, this to. Is tough. I know. And then what else is going to? I just don't know. I just don't know. And there are so I... many. Oh, go ahead. No, go. I go ahead. I should probably not say what I'm going to say. <laughs> really? Yeah. <All> right. <laughs> um, I wish there was a way that we could figure out how to successfully. Now, this will sound strange, but please, please understand. I know what I'm talking about here. I really do. I know this will sound strange. I wish there was a way that we could celebrate both the fact that we are all the same and yet there are differences that are wonderful about the fact that we're all we're all different. We can be the same and we can be different. We're the same in the way that we're all human beings and we're all living through the same human experience of being born and getting older and then realizing at some point we're not going to exist anymore. But by the same token, part of what makes the world a great place is the fact that we are just a little bit different from each other. So we have to find some sort of a common ground where we all agree that it's not malicious to be different. It's wonderful to be different, you know? I, I totally, I mean, that's why they, the Crayola Crayon did that with all the skin colors. It's showing yes. we're all the same, but we come together. I mean, you know, I am half Italian. I'll be honest with you. Um, my dad died when I was young, so I didn't really uphold his um traditions from his family because I didn't really see his family and my mom lied to me and said my dad wasn't German because she didn't like Hitler and I was in my 30s when I found out I was indeed a portion German Um, but so the only culture I knew was from my mom's side which was Italian so I I embraced that I do and it I'm it's it's is it racist because I'm talking about uh, a a different I I don't know I'm, I'm just showing that that means a lot to me, yet I'm still an American because I was born here. Right, right. I don't know. And here's what I was going to say that I shouldn't have said, and I probably oh, shouldn't. Good. I, hold on a second. I, I'm, I'm filling out some forms really quickly to divorce myself from whatever's about to be said. Go ahead. Well, I felt that the fact that I said I shouldn't say it, now I should say it because I, I don't want to leave people in suspense. What is it? I just, I am frustrated with everything that's going on. Um, The whole Black Lives Matter situation started because of police brutality against people of color. That's Mm -hmm. it. So Black Lives Matter, 
if people are then coming back and saying, well, what about the black on black crime in Chicago? These are terrible, crappy situations that are going on, but they're there are a lot of differences between all of them. And same with the Trader Joe's removing this stuff and because it's offensive. There are like 10 issues being rolled into one here. I agree with you there because there's so many layers to this and trying to determine which which are truly offensive and which aren't offensive. And everyone's perspective on that is different. Yeah. You know, I don't know for sure if 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 – if I was of Chinese lineage and I was shopping at a Trader Joe's and I saw it say Trader Ming's, I honestly don't know if I would be offended by it or not. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Right. I don't think I would be, but, I, but I'm not Chinese and I don't know if just seeing that would be enough to go, oh, that's unfair. They're taking a low blow on that. I don't, I don't know. And you can't answer that, I guess. There's just no I, way. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, But the whole Black Lives Matter is because there are, and you know, and then people come back, you know, Blue Lives Matter. You know what? The good cops, I feel super sorry for right now because they're just trying to do their job. And I'm watching what's going on video of what's happening in Chicago with the Christopher Columbus statue. And in a yeah. way, I'm feeling like, let the Italian-Americans handle that, you know? I mean— I really do, Bill. It's like people yeah. pegging police with stuff. That is unacceptable, but it's also unacceptable how these bad cops are beating people. Yeah, both. But yeah, there's problems on both sides there. A hundred percent, and I'm not um, anti-cop. I am totally pro-good cop, and bad cops need to get out. You know, in the early days of this, you and I, on at least one occasion, and I think two different occasions, were making what, at the time, we said were unfair comparisons to 9-11. I don't know if you remember either of these instances, but I do where we said is what's going on right now, you know, hard to judge because it was the early days of the virus and and, uh, the racial inequality issues hadn't quite entered into it yet. It was at that point, it was just virus. But one of the differences, and I'm not the first person to say this, I've heard uh, several other people mention this was that in the days following 9-11, the country all kind of came together and right now it's almost having the opposite effect, that everything that's going on is, is separating us and isolating us. And it's really curious that there in, my, in our lifetime, I think it's the two biggest, most horrific events were 9-11 and, and, and this year, what's going on in 2020. And it's so strange that in one we all fought together and in one we're all fighting each other. Well, that comes from the powers higher up, Bill, uh, where it's turned into a political thing. I mean, wearing a mask is not political. <laughs> it's it's doing what you're supposed to do. And now Donald Trump has said it's patriotic if you wear a mask and he likes the way he looks in his black one. Like the Lone Ranger is what I'm hearing. <laughs> he, he said that. He did. He said he looks like the Lone Ranger. Yeah. Well, um, this would have changed... I. I Whatever his reasons are, I think this yeah. would have um, brought people together earlier if he had said that originally. Yeah, it's it's really strange. There's no way to know exactly what goes on behind the closed doors of the White House or or, or Washington, where somebody he you know he must have the ear of somebody that he truly trusts, and when that person or people say, "All right, we we have to amend what we've been doing the last couple of weeks or months," because it's really very serious at this point. So 
why don't you go out there, put the mask on, say you're for the mask. I don't know who that person or, or people are, but I think that's happened quite a bit in the last few weeks or months where they go, okay, we tried this route. It's not our best move. So let's go the other way and see what happens. I just think people would, you know, it's like if you are, if you wear a mask, then you're anti-Trump and that's not really right. true and no. it shouldn't have really come to that. So I just wish he would have looked in in the mirror wearing a black Lone Ranger mask and, and said how cool he looked like four months ago because you know, we're go going ahead. backwards. We're going backwards with people not wearing masks. Why wouldn't you, even if there's a good chance that it helps, you know, your, your parents, your, your children, yourself, why wouldn't you just take that chance? Nobody wants to wear the mask. I mean, really, it's, it is uncomfortable and it's awkward. But if, if what science is telling us, even, even if they were just saying, eh, there's a slight chance that this will help, you know, save the lives of your loved ones, why wouldn't you take that chance? I don't like having to drive around with one all the time and every time I go to a store, there's, there's no part of that that's pleasant to me. It's, it's, it's not pleasant and it's very strange. It, it's still four months later. It's, it feels just as strange as it did the first time I put one on. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, if this makes one person not sick, worth the effort, right? It's a small price to pay. Yeah. And it, very please tell me you don't drive around with while you're wearing a mask. You know, there have been a couple times where I've needed to make more than one stop in a day and they're in close proximity. So I just, you know, instead of fumbling with it before I'm walking into the store, I just leave it on. But I I will be the first to admit every once in a while I'll see somebody driving and they're all by themselves and they've got a mask on and I'll go, okay, that's you might be a little over precautious. Well, I have a tip that I learned from my son, Michael, because he uh, he doesn't go out very much. But when he does, it's usually band practice, which, again, he knows his band members. So he's pretty sure he's not going to get cooties from them. But he puts the mask on because I have to I have to use a mirror because I've been I still put eye makeup on because otherwise I look like James Spader wearing a mask. (laughs) So I like to make sure that it looks okay and my eyes are the focus. <laughs> yes. So I need a mirror. Did you, did you see the mask that um, – <laughs> do you watch 30 Rock? There was a 30 Rock special the other night. I didn't did you see, see it, any no. chance? Uh, Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon, had two masks on. And when she took the one mask off, the regular standard mask, you know, the, the one color mask that you see almost all the time – when she took that mask off, the mask that was underneath it was a perfect model of her face and mouth. Uh-huh. And I, somebody must ha- be making those. That's you know, funny. Because that's a really good idea. So it didn't even look like she had a mask on. It was just her mouth in kind of a yelling face. <laughs> but it was really cool. By the way, I, were you a regular watcher of 30 Rock? Somewhat regular, yeah. Several shows have done these reunions um, like Parks and Recreation did one uh, like a month and a half or two months ago. And they're always just kind of okay because it's obvious that everything's shot separately and just kind of spliced together. And it's really hard to get the comedic pacing down. But 30 Rock's special episode was really pretty good. I missed even hearing about that. So I will go look that up and watch that because I watched 30 Rock enough to where I'd approve. Was Tracy Morgan involved? Yeah, everybody from the original cast was involved. Sweet. All right. Yeah, then I'll watch it. You know what was funny about Tracy Morgan is they they went out of their way at the end of the episode to let you know that this was shot 
like whatever character you were seeing, it was shot at their house. The scenes were shot at their house. And I watched it with one of my daughters. And whenever they showed Tracy Morgan's house, my daughter said, they're, they're kind of overdoing it with this place because that's but that's really where he lives. He's got a pool table with a like the base of the pool table is a shark tank. He really has all that stuff like his so, office was or his dressing room on the show. Yeah, they made it look like that's just his character being eccentric. But that's just Tracy Morgan living in, you know, essentially Elvis's house, but with Tracy Morgan's, uh, you know, design tactic. That's really funny. I will watch <laughs> that. But yeah, it's very enjoyable. So she has a mask that looks like herself, but I need a mirror to get the mask on properly because I can't stand when it's like off to one side a little more. And I've been using the um, the blue medical ones uh, just because yeah. they're you can breathe better in them and. Uh, you can order them. They have them everywhere. I just got 50 of them on Amazon for like 20 bucks. And, you know, um, I, I put those on. It's You have to remember the blue side out, and you have to remember that there's a wire on the top that you're supposed to push down on your nose so it's a tighter fit. Mm-hmm. So I need to get that all figured out. So I here's what I do when I'm driving and I have to go to a bunch of places. Instead of leaving it on so somebody looks at you and go. You're a nerd wearing mm-hmm. that by yourself. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I get it all uh, figured out where I want it, that my eyes are showing very well, and that the little clip on my nose is ready to roll. And then you just pull it down on your chin. So then when you get to the store, you just pull it up on your nose and you're good to go. Why are you not writing articles for Mademoiselle magazine <laughs> that say, you know, the 30 hottest mask tips? For the summer of 2020, <laughs> why aren't you writing those? I learned that from Michael because he put it on in the car and was looking in the mirror, and I said, "You're not wearing that when I'm driving you. I'm just, I, <laughs> you look like an idiot." And he goes, "No, no, no. I'm just lining it up, and then I'm going to pull it down on my chin, and then the nose clip is all ready, and I just pull it up." And I'm like, "Michael, that is genius." Yeah. So that's what smart. I do now. So pull it down on your chin, you know, just below your chin. I don't want to forget, though. You won't. You'll just, as you get out of the car, you just pull it up over your nose. Yeah, yeah. Why do people not have, like, mask booths outside of stores for people who forget them? You know how the Girl Scouts always have a little a table with a tent over it, you know, for the cookies? Why, is, why doesn't somebody pick up on that and just have a, a little mask booth? I think we have found our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this will be – all right, so production on pretty much everything show business-wise, with the exception of stuff like America's Got Talent or the late-night shows, but they haven't incorporated the real-life storyline that we're all living into stories and certainly no movies. I haven't seen any movies you know, where, they're, where everybody's got a mask on, but that's just a matter of time, isn't it? I mean at some point they're going to have to address this in culture, Right. If we keep wearing them, and if the movie's made during 2020, you know, if it's to depict a a time in the movie that is the year 2020, otherwise, no. So when when 9-11 happened, and everybody said, this is the most horrible thing, Uh, we really should, we should leave this out of shows and movies, but then a couple years later, it became kind of a subplot to some movies and shows, don't you think that's going to happen with this? It's got to, right? This is too big an event to just let slide by. Well, it'll show up in some things. Like, I think uh, 
television show. I don't know, Bill, because imagine watching a show where everybody's wearing a mask. Like, you, you right. know, the, the, we look right. at the TV and movies because of these beautiful movie stars. If, you know, if everyone's wearing a mask, I, I could probably get a role. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the actors, do you think Meryl Streep will emote like 10 times more than normal just to get her point across? Because all we'll be able to see is the up like the bridge on the top of her nose and her eyes so will she will one of our greatest actresses of all time over enunciate and over emote just to let us know that she's still acting or not yeah she'll be doing the belushi eyebrow thing to make sure <laughs> that everybody you know notices she's making a point <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about a, um, a a television thing that I watched? I don't know that you did. I wish you did so we could discuss it. Have you seen Hamilton yet? No. Is it great? I don't know. Oh, no, Wendy. <laughs> You're going to badmouth Hamilton? I'm not going to badmouth it. Um, it. It is on the Disney Channel. I felt um, that you and I were the only ones who did not go to see it live. Right. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We were working in radio at the time, and I expected a reduced ticket price. I really, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. When we were told we could get tickets, and you remember this, it wasn't reduced. Right. So right. I'm like, you know, damn, the whole family wants to see it. I, you know, at three fifty ahead, it's going to be more than going to see the Who yeah. <laughs> for all of us. Right. So I bailed. I really feel like you and I were the only ones in the world that didn't go see the show. I always wanted to see it, but I wasn't in any hurry. And I've got I've got a couple of friends that have seen it three or four times and would go back in a minute. Um, I never felt that immediacy. I'm sure I'm sure I would like it, but was the was the TV version of it? Do you feel like you saw the quintessential version, or would you still see? Do you still need to see it live? No, it was live. They recorded a performance. So it was a live production that was, I think, done in 2016. Is that possible? Has it been running that long? Um, yeah, it's been running that long. But but I don't know if this version was done all the way back then. Was it? Was it? Was it from four years ago? I think I I, I got to look that up. But I'm pretty sure when we watched it, I was like, wow, this was recorded in 20. It was because Lin Manuel Miranda plays Hamilton, and right? He hasn't for several years at this point, right? Right. Okay. I love. I just love him. I just He's great. I just love him. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. He is maybe not the best singer in it, and that's not a slam. I'm just saying the other people, the women, the other roles, they were just knockout, unbelievable. But you know, he wrote this. He put himself in it. He was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved it. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. I loved it, but it took me. It took me a while to get, like, I'm watching it. A lot of stuff is thrown at you very quickly about history, and I I felt um, I felt stupid. I felt like um, I kept having to stop it and ask Michael questions because it's like I, I should have paid better attention in history. That was just something I didn't really do when I was in high school. I just didn't. But don't you think the purpose of them putting that into the show was to say to you and anybody who didn't pay close attention – Here's just a couple of things you really should know if you're going to enjoy this performance, right? Yes. Don't you think? I, I yeah. totally uh, agree with that. And I uh, that's what I'm saying. I loved it, but it made me feel insecure, like, oh, I wish I knew more about history. Mm-hmm. And it 
and the first act it comes at you very rapidly. Mm-hmm. So I I wasn't lost and. I, I, I loved it. The second act was phenomenal. And when it came to an end, it was just an extreme, wonderful experience for me. And, oh. I, and I loved it. Um, but it was weird because when I started watching it, it's like, wow, I thought I was going to just like go. Everybody ranted and raved about it. And I thought I would be at the edge of my seat the whole time. I wasn't. But then when I digested it, it's like, that was fantastic. Can I recommend something? <laughs> of course. I think you should still see it live in a theater because even though you're seeing a, a, a filmed presentation of a live performance, it still doesn't move you the way actually sitting in the theater and seeing it up close and personal could do. You know, uh, it's just not the, the, there's no way it can be the same. It, you, you, you certainly hear all the same words and music and dancing and everything that's there. But being in the room live with the show and with an audience taking the show in is still so different of an experience. And that, that's what I said to Michael. I said, if we were in the theater seeing this right now, I would have been like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Because you're right. That experience cannot be matched by watching it on a screen at home. Right. That's why, you know, Wendy, I've seen cats over 1,400 times. You know that. <laughs> and it's not the same if you're not up close and personal. <laughs> and those 1400 times all in a one month span isn't that crazy that was the weirdest month of my life <laughs> you are crazy i just couldn't get enough i don't know what it is <laughs> remember i got you that autographed hairball and you're like what's this from and i said it's when you see a thousand performances they give you this so i want you to have it <laughs> uh, the other thing that I watched on TV that I think you should probably see, and I'll explain why, is the Andy Samberg movie that's on right now on Hulu uh, called Palm Springs. I haven't seen it yet. It's in my queue, and it hurts. It's, <laughs> be careful. It's uh, it's very similar in structure to Groundhog Day. Okay. Which is both a plus and a minus. Because I really thought at some point they would call attention to the fact that it's similar to the movie Groundhog Day because they lived in that kind of a world where they would reference stuff like that, but they didn't. I always think that in movies when, when there's a movie that's kind of similar to other movies or in, you know, in structure or in tone, I always wonder if the screenwriter is tempted to say, wow, this is just like and mention the other movies. But I guess then the audience would go, oh, yeah, it is kind of like that, isn't it? But uh, the structure is the same. They, they, Andy Samberg lives in a time loop. And uh, it's, it's interesting because the timing on the movie is such where we're all to some extent right now, with the world being what it is, we're all kind of living in a time loop. We've all said <clears throat> at some point, I honestly don't know if this is Sunday or Wednesday. Right. It's either Sun. It's got to be either Sunday or Wednesday. We keep reliving elements of the same days because of everything that's going on. So they certainly didn't know that when they were crafting this movie. They had no idea that we'd all be living it. But it does add an extra layer to what you're watching because you, you, there's things in the movie that repeat every day that if life was the way it was prior to the virus, you could look at that as an observer and go, oh, man, can you imagine that? But now you're watching that going, that's kind of happening right now. What, what he's going through, we're all going through. 
That's also the premise mm. of uh, what's that? Um, the female. Uh, Columbo that I owe Natasha Leone who talks like oh. she's like a Columbo yes. like a female Columbo what is go- yeah. where's my cigar and trench coats <laughs> isn't she though kind of like that she's very much like that yeah um was it Russian Doll I think that's the same yeah. premise as well where it's like you keep rel- reliving something and well there wasn't there a time where we would all say to ourselves oh can you imagine the agony of having to experience the same exact thing every day welcome to 2020 where that's what it is that's we're all kind of living the same day over and over yeah it really is i mean i i was making a uh, haircut appointment and i said i don't need it right now because i have nowhere to go <laughs> right you know it's getting pretty gray but i'm you know uh, i've bought stock and l'oreal spray root in dark brown so i can cover my gray and it still looks pretty good um, yeah. So I just wanted to see when there was an opening, and I'm like, no, that's too soon. I have nowhere to go, and I don't go out of the house, so I don't want to spend $300 getting my hair cut and colored right now. So, yeah, you know, it is. Everything's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And not good and- same. Like, you know, if you were living in Willy Wonka's uh, chocolate factory <laughs> during all this, wouldn't you just be in heaven? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> But I do have to say on the good side, because, you know, the, the, the bad side is very easy to see on a daily basis. It really is. But on the good side, and, and my wife and I have talked about this several times, Terry has said, we honestly wouldn't have had this much time with the girls. You know, Kylie was living in New York. We were seeing her a couple of times a year. Uh, Reese was bouncing all over the place. You know, sometimes she was home. She was usually at, at friends' houses and stuff. And she said, we really have gotten an incredible four months out of just spending time with the girls. And I have to say, she's right. I mean, that's that's been fantastic. We've had so much time, just the four of us, that we never would have gotten if the circumstances weren't like this. Now, if if somebody could say to me, but what if you could go back in time four months ago and take one way or the other? I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I wish so bad there could be elements of both. There can't be. But um, I, that said, if if they found a vaccine and everybody had access to it tomorrow, I I would sign up. You know, I would too. And there's definitely been some uh, encouraging news about uh, the vaccine they've been testing has built up the immunity. Um, I know that was, is good news. That's great news. Yeah. I just, yeah. you know, I I wonder if the people during the uh, Spanish flu pandemic, I, I really wish someone was still alive from there that I could talk to right now and say, did you feel like the world would never be the same again? And was it? And I just have all these questions because I don't think we're going to have to wear masks for the rest of our lives out in public. Do you? Um, I hope not. I really hope not. Uh, it's really strange. I've seen a couple of shows that have focused on the parallels of of what was going on with the Spanish flu and what's going on now. And people say that right now, because the world is so much more global in that travel is so much easier and more commonplace internationally, like back then the ability was there, but it, it took some doing. And now it's very, very easy to get from almost anywhere on the globe to anywhere else on the globe. So that certainly changes the game plan in terms of containment. The other thing is, <clears throat> I know this will sound strange, 
but the mere fact that the internet exists is both good and bad for information wise, you know, and I know that sounds strange, but it's true is that, you know, there's, there's more opposition because of the internet. Like back then, if they just said, Hey, guess what? We figured out a solution. We're going to inject you with this tomorrow. You'll feel better. Everything's good. There wasn't the opposition that the internet provides where people would fight it like crazy and say, what about this? How about this? And I got to be honest, one of the things that scares me the most is they always say that the FDA is very, very careful with any new drug for long-term side effects. And I think about that all the time is I know that they're racing to get this thing out, but are they taking enough time to really know what any vaccine will do to us in five or 10 or 20 years from now? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, but it's you'd feel that they wouldn't put anything uh, like arsenic in there that will, you know, come to be a problem. Evidently, it's safe stuff. I, I don't know. I know, like, people are listening to me going, oh, yeah, that's great, Wendy. Keep trusting, you know, trust the government because they're actually putting a tracking device in that vaccine and they're going to be able to track you. You know what? I don't do things that exciting. I don't give a crap. <laughs> If you want to find, you can, you can already, they can already track me with my phone. I mean, this phone is on me morning, noon, and night. I don't care. Here's the government tracking you. Oh my gosh, she's at Goodwill again. Why is she always at Goodwill? What is she doing there every day? Oh, back to Marshall's. I don't understand this woman. I, I still haven't gone to TJ's or Marshall's, and they have opened, and I'm kind of proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, can I tell you a quick story? I'm not going to say the name of the pharmacy. The initials are CVS, but to say the name would be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, all right. So the other day, I have to pick up a couple of things at CVS, and I get to the front of it where there are there are two cashiers, but a line of six people. So you quickly figure out, okay, so the, the line that's on one side is being used for both of the cashiers. That's very easy to see, yeah. right? So I get in line. I'm now the sixth or seventh person in line. And I wait and I wait. And, you know, one by one, I'm getting closer and closer. And then a guy comes who's probably about 18 or 19. And he just walks right up to the one line as you know, as a woman is being checked out, she's finished. So he just walks up and he sees our line, but he just goes, Oh, there's an opening. I'm going to take it. Even though there's five or six people in our line in his head, it's like, why would I wait in the line if there's an opening? But it's obvious he knows what's going on. You can just see it. Right. Yeah. So I say to him as he's approaching the cashier, excuse me, but we're all kind of in line. And he looks over and he goes, it looks like you guys are in line for that cashier. I'm going to this cashier. And I go, no, there's one line clearly, and we're all waiting for the next available cashier. And he goes, well, this one's open, so I'm taking it. The lady behind me, the most calm, even-tempered-looking woman I've ever, see, I've ever seen, says to him, and I quote, hey, listen to what he's telling you. Get in the back of the line. She just jolts out at him. And he did. Oh, and he then did. I'm to myself, I like to consider myself uh, you know, a, a pretty easy-thinking person. But it never occurred to me to just cut to the chase and say to the guy flat out, don't screw with us. You know, we've all been standing here waiting our turn. You're going to do the exact same thing. I'm surprised he listened to you and the nice looking lady who exploded. Well, he wasn't going to listen to me. 
it took it took that lady getting really angry with him for him to realize, oh, they're not kidding around. I got to get to the back of that line. And, you know, shame on that cashier because that cashier should have jumped in and said that line starts over there. That's all she'd have to say. Uh, yeah, I think that would have made the situation just a little bit easier. But he just had that attitude of, I see an opportunity, I'm taking it. But the lady behind me would not have that. That was not that was not in her day. Was he wearing a mask? Uh, he did have a mask on. That's when you should go up to his mask, pull it out, and snap <laughs> it back on his face. <laughs> Keep that in mind for next time. <laughs> I was going to hit him with a can of my Wolf Blitzer cream of mushroom <laughs> soup, but I decided... It's really not worth the effort. <laughs> Why would I do that? All right. Uh, on the next podcast, Wendy, one of our favorite guests. Yes. Um, he is a clinical psychologist. He's an author of a couple of great books. Um, one is The Available Parent, and the other is the longest title ever. It's Parenting uh, the Teen in the Age of Anxiety. We'll get that all straightened out tomorrow. But Dr. John Duffy will be with us to talk about... Um, schools reopening, what your thoughts are about it, and just general pandemic talk. Yep, yep, and there's plenty of it, so tune in again tomorrow. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Wendy, this was fun. I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, Bill. Bye. Bye.